0: Welcome to the Board Game Community Show. I'm your host, Riley Stark. Join me as I get to know folks in this community. Publishers, whatever. Welcome back to the Board Game Community Show. Today, I am joined again by Phil McNeil from Organized Fun. How are you doing, Phil? Hello. Yeah, I am
1: good. Well, I'm good, but I'm very tired. I've just done a day at work, which I know is no strange feat to most people. But it's <laughs> just, oh, you know, winter, it's dark when I leave. It's dark when I get back. Dark, dark, dark times. <laughs> You're in the darkest timeline right now. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I really am definitely that's
0: wait so it's dark when you oh you, you get up a lot earlier than us like now it's light for us when we leave it's
1: like just just almost thinking about being light okay when i That's leave.
0: fair yeah cuz it was really dark before when we would leave it would and i liked it in a way because less people on the road like i think because it was darker people kind of we're slower to get out the door.
1: Yes, but it's also just, it's just bleak. Cause like the only time, the only daylight hours, I'm stuck inside at work. So I don't really, it feels like you just don't get a day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. I understand that. I mean, me, work, what is work? But, you know, <laughs> <you>. <laughs> well, we are, Phil and I, a while back, decided, you know, oh, we're going to play some games on Board Game Arena. Oh, but we didn't know what we wanted to play. And so in classic Phil fashion, uh, you know, host of organized fun, he thought of an organized way to conquer Board Game Arena, which was to just do it alphabetically.
1: Absolutely. It's the only way. Now now that you've done it, you can't imagine doing it any other way, can you? Admit it.
0: Yeah, no, it, it just wouldn't make sense. That'd be a mess. We wouldn't remember what games we played. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like the old saying goes, once you've had it alphabetically, you'll never go back.
0: (laughs) As as everyone says, I'm sure. sure. The classic old saying, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So starting with 13 clues going to abyss...
1: Wait, that's it's worth it's worth mentioning because there will be some pedantic people. Obviously, there was two of us so we skipped games that only worked for three players. So, if we miss any, that's why. Don't send in a letter or complain.
0: <laughs> yeah, a snail mail letter. I'm definitely going to get snail mail letter <laughs> to my PO box.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. It's uh Riley Stock 69
0: Utah. That's- <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then of course, they're going to be adding more and more games. So who knows at the point you're listening to this, there could be something in between that we missed. Which, how do we handle that? You know, like what if all of a sudden they add in six Wonders Stool and we have yeah. to go back? Do we go back or do we just say, like, well, we already passed that in the alphabet?
1: I don't know. This seems like prime poll material.
0: <laughs> oh, there you go. All right, well, let's start. And I'll, I have all of the games we played, all 11 of them. We're going to try and go through them quickly and talk about how we liked them. And, you know, because who's, who's played all the games on Board Game Arena? Everybody just plays the same games over and over, right? True.
1: True. I, want, I bet someone has. There should be, you know, like you earn prestige or whatever it is, little reputation points. Oh, is yeah. Is the spread, the variety of games that you play, worth more points? Do you know what I mean? If you only play the same two or three games over and over again, that should count less because you're being very narrow-minded.
0: Yeah, exactly. You should get more points for diversifying. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, let's start on 13 Clues this is designed by Andres J. Voisku. Voisku, Okay, don't. I apologize for getting names wrong. Uh, art by Giam- Giacomo Tapperner, painter. And Riley is adamant he's
1: not going to do any editing. So sorry, that's just that's just your name now. That's how it's going to be. Sorry, <laughs> yes. guys.
0: My bad. And it says <laughs> published by DV Giochi but it also I see on the box right on there it's Simon um, year 2016 and players 2 to 6 it play time 11 minutes complexity complexity uh, <laughs> which is a really complex word to say uh, is 2 out of 5 I don't know should I read the summary real quick
1: yeah i suppose yeah. it's an, yeah, because correct. how long ago was this at least a month right when we played this one I'm not gonna be able to remember all the dates. So go for it.
0: All right, so this gives the flavor. That way we don't have to cover that and try and sloppily do it. London, 1899. The city is shaken by heinous crimes and the solutions are shrouded in mystery. Scotland Yard is groping in the dark and has summoned you, (laughs) the best detective, for help in resolving their inquiries. Each investigator will be assigned their own mystery to solve and must use their instincts to identify which of the 13 clues match their cases before the others do. So I know in the, you know, if we had the physical components, we would have like a screen and then it would almost, it almost plays like Clue, but everybody's trying to solve their own version of Clue.
1: Yeah. And but it's strict. There's no board, is there? It's strictly card based. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's like a community pool of cards in the middle that are like A, B, C, D, E, F. I think, just And they're like,
1: F. are they like witnesses that you can ask for clues, aren't they? Or something. They're like, you can reveal one of those clues.
0: Yeah, you get to, like, privately look at it, and it'll tell you if it's the location, like, a location, a person, or a weapon. And that helps you check something off. And then on your turn, you could ask people, like, do you have any yellows? And mm. They say, go fish. Or do you have any, uh, is it, they have, like, different types of things. <laughs> was... like, outdoor like
1: yeah it was a, colors indoor outdoor male and female wasn't it and types of weapons yeah. it was blades and blunt. guns maybe or yeah blunt oh, maybe, or sharp oh, I don't there know. was like
0: ranged yeah, yeah, yeah ranged yeah. and melee
1: and in, you asked did you ask two at a time and they only had to show you I so see you said like do you have yellows or females and they only had to show you one of those so you, and you wouldn't know no that doesn't make sense no ignore that never mind yeah
0: now Something. I can't remember. Sorry, everybody. The, we didn't refresh on this, but and this was well... I think this was like two months ago we did this. I think anyway.
1: the listeners are going to get like a real, concise, trustworthy review in this episode. I, I've just got a feeling. It's yes. Just a vibe.
0: <laughs> and the way Phil and I play, like we kind of skim through the rules, uh, and then we try and figure it out a lot of times. So that makes it even more entertaining. Um, but Phil won this game. He was the first to figure it out. I think I needed, like, one more clue and I could have figured mine out. But what did you think? What did you think of this one?
1: Um, It was all right. I think, because from... I seem to remember the artwork is very, sort of, quite cool looking. You know, there's a big magnifying glass. There's lots of, like, pretty locations of London bits and all this sort of stuff. But at its heart, it was just a card game like, elimination, really, wasn't it? Crossing stuff off right. I know that wasn't involved in the murder or the crime or whatever, because not all of them were murders, were they? I don't think there was, like, robberies and stuff. But, yeah, I think I thought it would be more in-depth than it was.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I thought there was really clever things, like, because we mentioned colours, and I think there are, let's see, three, six, nine, ten, ten different colours, and then one card of each for all those colours. so like Ten different
1: colours? I can't I even think so. of ten different colours.
0: <laughs> I know, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. Rainbow, black, white, brown.
0: Done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I see, like, two different shades of grey, I feel like. Or maybe it's, like, silver, brown, white. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, so, like, I feel like there were kind of clever things uh, where you know we were playing audibly but in there i think you could just choose like to ask something and it had like its own uh automated way of asking like do you want to ask if there's red yeah you know like um if anyone has any red or whatever it is and then it'll mark it off automatically like you don't actually have to answer it but in person i think that actually could be more fun actually directing things coming up with creative questions like i bet you could be like do they have a mustache? You know, almost like guess who?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: But yeah, I wasn't like super impressed with the game. I thought it was like, it was fine. It wasn't a bad game, but it wasn't, I think it was would play better at more people as well.
1: Was that the element of, did, didn't you, do you had cards that you'd set aside to be the crime and you had cards in your hand and when someone asked, so if you asked, do I have reds, but you wouldn't know if I was showing you from my thing or from my hand. Cause remember there was always two cards that you had wasn't there. And you had, they kept swapping yeah. around. And so you wouldn't know whether it was my left card or my right There was definitely some element of deceit in there somewhere, but I just can't remember what it was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. I we, This one's like a little bit more of a complicated one-ish. It wasn't complicated to play by any means. Like no. We picked it up really quick. Um, but, yeah. So overall, yay, nay? What do you think of this game?
1: Um. What, what are we basing on? I mean I'm gonna say yay, I wouldn't like buy it for myself, but I enjoyed playing it I would I would play it again.
0: Okay, perfect. Let's do that yeah would you buy it? would you play it again? because that's yeah. two different things. I probably wouldn't buy this but I would play it again.
1: Yeah yeah yeah.
0: Okay, perfect. That's 13 clues. We'll move on to six nimmit or no six nimt and I am mm. empty. Designed by Wolfgang Kramer, art by Franz Vol- Volwinkel, published by Amigo, year nineteen ninety four. Developed oh, it's developed by Board Game Arena. I think that's just whoever put it on Board Game Arena. Yeah. Uh, two to ten players, eighteen minutes. Complexity one out of five. In six nimmt or nimpt. There are one hundred and four cards numbered from one to one hundred and four. Every card has at least one small bullhead on it, which will score against you. In each round, players choose a card from their hand and play it face down in front of them. When everyone's ready, simultaneous reveal, uh, and you place them in numerical order on the ends of rows. If the card you played is the sixth in its row, you must pick up all cards in that row, and you lose points for each bullhead on these cards. Do you remember this one?
1: I do remember this one. I was just Google translating. "Nimmt" means takes, six takes. Oh,
0: okay. There we go.
1: So there you go. Yes, I do remember this one. I've also played it in real life. Um, oh. I've played the physical version. Ooh. Nice. <laughs>
0: how, did, how does it stack up?
1: Um, yeah, it's good fun. So obviously you play a card... But you always have to play it on the row with the smallest difference between the numbers. So obviously on BGA, that would calculate all that for you. But in real life, it sort of slows it down a bit because you have to do some maths. <laughs> and so depending on your level of maths or your level of awakeness, that could yeah. slow down the flow of the game. But it was still it's still very enjoyable, yes.
0: Yeah yeah i liked this one uh there's not like a whole lot to it you know there's the multiple rows so you got to choose which row but then once they all were going it was kind of like you just put it wherever it most closely matched yeah yeah, yeah. so i don't know it, w- it was interesting i wouldn't buy this but i would play it again same i think
1: yeah yeah, I can't really think there's nothing objectionable. There's nothing I didn't like about it. Yeah. Just you know, I've got enough little little small card gamey ones. Don't need any more. This was perfectly fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. Perfect. That was a quick one. Seven Wonders Architects. So this one is designed by Antoine Antoine How oh. I even I just heard his name the other day. Antoni Bowser bowser i know that part uh antoine Antoine bowser there we go i knew that art by etienne Hebinger, published by repo productions year 2021 were you gonna say something i was
1: gonna say what i was
0: No. (laughs) Uh, Two to seven players, eight minutes. Complexity, one out of five. Construct a wonder so magnificent it will leave your mark on history. And seven wondered architects build one of the seven wonders of the ancient world and gain as many victory points as possible to win the game. Build your wonder stage by stage. Uh, Watch your wonder take shape throughout the game and use its effects with each new stage you construct. Choose and play on your turn. Choose one of three cards and immediately... Apply its effect. Your resources, gold, scientific discoveries, and army will guide your civilization to victory. Yeah. So in this one, you're just you're actually building wonders, and so we each have different wonders to build. This is the newest of the Seven Wonders uh, series. Um, I don't know. For this one, I, I haven't played regular Seven Wonders. I played Seven Wonders Duel, but I think this is my least favorite one. Oh, why? I don't think the building stuff is that interesting. Like in, in a BGA, at the very least, like you get delta random one. I feel like I get the same random one most times. And I which feel... one did you?
1: Which one did you get? Pyramids? No, I can't. Someone even had pyramids. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it, like, it's fun. I don't think it's a bad game. It's just the least interesting to me because you're choosing. Just to draw three. That's your whole thing. Hey, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty, possibly. So here we are back. So what I was saying was, you know, the, really you're just choosing from three cards. You can see two of the cards and you know what you need to build your next part of your structure and future parts of your structure. So you can maybe plan ahead a little bit. Uh, oh, or you can, you know, that, that would be strategic,
1: wouldn't it? Planning ahead. Didn't even, didn't even cross my mind didn't even cross my mind
0: yeah and i think i won this one probably Maybe? yeah yeah that was forever ago who knows uh but yeah this one like i think it's kind of cool looking it's it's got that fun kind of building structures thing but for me it's like i wouldn't buy it but i i play it i play it semi often actually i think
1: i'm the same i liked it like it looked you're right it looked very pretty it was very very simple and i did like so you build your wonder like from the ground up so you build your base layer and then your next bit your next bit yeah and i liked having that clear right to build my first bit i need three trying to remember a specific resource cogs greens Gold. Yeah, it would be like three
0: of the <laughs> same item or something like Yeah, that. It, so I
1: need three of, of that specific. and two of that or whatever. Okay, that, so you knew exactly what you were aiming for. Because you know some of those games where there's so much to keep track of and you're yeah. like, okay, well, I need this many coins, but I also need to be thinking about that and I've got to watch this tracker. And I know we're going to move on to talk about Seven Wonders Duel next. That had a lot more to keep, you know, there was the battle track and there was the this and the that and that architects had none of that so it was really for a first foray which it was for me into the seven wonders world I thought it was a perfect sort of intro step into that franchise but no yeah. you're right I mean I enjoyed it but no, I wasn't overwhelmed with the need to add it to my collection
0: yeah yeah and and there were uh like battles in this one you know like military strength you could pick those cards and mm. then after three horns whoever has the most military strength they gain the reward whatever it was uh but to me it was just like i don't know that felt more like a nuisance like even if i was got them i was kind of like i don't really want that like that was like the card that you picked only when literally there was nothing else for you to do like there was no
1: other benefit just like "Mm, well i might as well
0: (laughs) yeah it was just like i don't i don't want this but it's here yeah, it's better than the alternatives at this point. <laughs> so. Perfect. So both of us play it again, but not buy. Yep. Okay. Seven Wonders Duel. So again, and Antoine Bowza, and then Bruna Cathala. Art by Miguel Coimbra. Published by Repo Game uh, Productions, uh, 2015. Two player because it's dual. 12 minutes. Complexity three out of five which makes sense. The last one was one out of five, and that was our thing we were saying Uh, Mm. in this one. One of the most celebrated games in the world can now be experienced in a two-player arena. Seven Wonders Duel takes the game play, and excitement of the original and adapts it for one-on-one battles. Take control of your civilizations and decide to invest in science, military, or prestige. Two new ways to win will keep you on your toes and watching every move your opponent makes. If you fail to build defenses, your capital city may be destroyed, but ignore technology and your people may be left in the Dark Ages. It's a constant tug-of-war. Seven Wonders Duel is an exciting new way to play the game that took the World by storm. Great for both fans of the original and those new to the hobby. Uh, yeah, Seven Wonders Duel. I started on the last one. Do you want to start talking this one? Yeah, It again, I mean, it looked very
1: pretty. It was a bit more complicated. I, I sort of, I liked it, but there was a lot of stuff that I was just like, yeah, but why? You know, like, so you, each round you have like a different layout and there's different layers and you can only take like the top layer of cards and once the card below it, that opens up the two cards next to it. You know, there's all these very pretty sort of layouts. Um, but why? Just just why? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and, you're playing through three ages that
1: have three different layouts. Uh, yes. Yeah. And as you said in the, in the summary, you know, lots of things to keep track on. You ended up beating me because you beat me in military power, But you're focusing on that and advancing your civilization so it's not left in the dark ages or whatever the phrase was and trying to collect the right resources that you need to do all the different stuff. For me, being of simple, simple mind, I was like, (laughs) no, this, you know, I'll I'll just do stuff that because it looks like it could be cool. And, and I was not focusing on my military power or any of it, really. It was just, you know, it was nice. It was fun. But I did not have the brain for it at that particular time. <laughs> well,
0: it, to be totally fair, that was your first play of it. It was, yes. And I have played... Like, I own this. Uh, I've played it.
1: Oh, yeah. Grandmaster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not that I'm amazing by any means, but... Yeah, like it is, it is a lot to take in at first. But then once you know it, you know it. Like it's, it's not complicated. You're literally just choosing. Like you're choosing a card, and then you have three options with that card. Yeah, Uh, yeah. construct it, sell it for money, or oh yeah, no, I did like that element of because this time you got four or
1: or like some wonders dealt out to you, didn't you? And you could choose which ones to sort of put your resources into. I liked that element. I love all the, just the ancient sort of civilization aspect of it. I really, really like. Yes. Yeah. Do you get yours to the table much? Your, your copy.
0: I haven't in a long time. And part of it, I think is because I get to play it on here. Mm. so I don't feel the need to necessarily like play it. Kimmy's like iffy on it. Sometimes she likes it. Sometimes she's just like, "Eh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather not. Uh, But because it can be kind of brainy, you know, like and you have to pay attention to what your opponent is doing like if you're going for a science victory which you need all 6 or 7 whatever it is, all of the symbols the different symbols, yeah. Yeah, all the different green symbols, then I might need to pay attention and just take a card so that you can't take it. There's two expansions for this which I think can add interesting things, but honestly, I think I like it most at the base like just base game yeah yeah, yeah. the expansions are interesting enough uh and i definitely don't mind playing with them especially the pantheon that gives you like gods and so when you unveil like a god token in the first stage you look at three of those cards or two of them you take two of them look at them and then choose one and you get to place it on the pantheon or whatever i don't know what you call it like this area and if it's closer to you then it's cheaper to use if it's further from you it's more oh. expensive to use but it's if it's more expensive for me to use then it's cheaper for you to use i don't know it's just interesting oh,
1: so it's like a sliding scale like the battle track like a
0: yeah kind of thing yeah. so anyway uh yeah i i like seven wonders duel but sometimes it can feel very one sided too like i played two games where recently where i got my military like almost all the way by half like a third of the way into the second age and it was just like yeah i'm gonna win this like yeah yeah. this is this was a easy game and i feel bad and then the next time was like the same thing i just kept getting lucky things and i wasn't going for science but and but the other person wasn't getting military or uh science either so it was just like a points race but i had the very obvious lead yeah i don't know I, i like this game i own it i play it again Whatever you Nice. Use. Yeah, I'd play it again, but again, I, I wouldn't see the need to buy it, I don't think. Okay. That's cool, that's cool. Alright. Okay. Uh, are you ready for this one?
1: <laughs> I'm Eight. just thinking, how can I describe this without
0: swearing? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Eight Masters Revenge. Uh, designed by Ludovic Rowdy Bruno Satter, Art by Ludovic Rowdy, published by Sirius Pulp, year 2013. Oh, two players, 19 minutes, two out of five complexity. Eight Masters Revenge is a game designed by (laughs) Ludovic Rowdy and Bruno Stotter and published by Sirius Pulp. That's your description. Oh, that's all it says? That is the about.
1: (laughs) That should have been. That's a red flag, isn't it? That's a Uh, red flag. Yes. All they can tell you about their game is who made it not yeah. anything about it.
0: And Weird. the instructions were not long on this and we read the instructions. Like at the bottom of the page we read yeah. them right and we were not understanding it like and we would just do things because it would let us do things. Eventually, I think we had to like go look it up elsewhere and I figured out something or just playing things we would figure out other things. And I thought there were fun moments cuz it's like you just have you, two cards out at all time, like a left hand and a right hand, yeah. man, and you're attacking and trying to damage the other person. It's like the game equivalent of you know when,
1: when you, small children fight, and it's like <sharp inhale> just like <laughs> slapping like at each life. other.
0: Yeah, it's the game equivalent of that. That is a awesome description. Yeah, yeah, it's just slap fighting, like, and that's what it felt like. Some of the cards had abilities, or like, oh, if. If they do this, then you get to do this. I don't, like,
1: But then there was this thing, wasn't there? If there was this... Some cards had dragons on them. Or if you play a dragon card on this... And we, for the life of us, couldn't work out. It was like, where are the dragons? I can't see the dragons. Like, And it turned out it was the edges. And they made... Oh, I was like, oh, well, no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was... No offense, you know, if Ludovic or Bruno are listening, sorry, we did not like this. Yeah, neither one of us... I I'll say it right now. Neither one of us would buy or play this again. No, like
1: I can't even say I'm glad I did it once. Like I just, <laughs> no. Do you know what I mean? I got nothing from it. Yeah, I got, no, and that's just that's just my personal opinion. It did nothing for me.
0: <laughs> totally fair. Like I'm glad we did it, but. Yeah, like it, it's it had clever moments. It also dragged like it's a 19 minute game. It should have been. It feels like at the complexity, it's somewhat complex. But then once you know what you're doing, it's really, really pretty simple and repetitive. Ninety, 90. Repetitive. nine zero. Yes. No, we didn't play it for that long, did we? Did we? No, I don't know how long we played it for. <sighs> it was I feel like it was like 30 minutes, though. And it should have been, like, a 10-minute game. It, like, I think if it was a 10-minute game, it would be fun. But it's, it says 19 minutes on it. So you can plan it at least 19 minutes. Anyway. No. Skip this one, folks. Or don't. Or try it and let us know what you what you think of it. Yeah. So let's go to the next
1: but, one. But don't blame us when you inevitably don't like it. I think that's... Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said... How dare you wear the same dress as me? Oh, and
0: And we're back. Oh, technical difficulties again. So we'll just go to the next game. This one, the picture says speed limit 99, but the game title says 99, and then in parentheses, edition card game. Oh, designed by uncredited art by uncredited, published by public domain. Nice. Yeah. But you see, because this, right, I loved this.
1: This is your classic... Just It needs a normal deck of cards and you're just whacking them down and whoever takes the total over 99 is the loser. Simple. It's the kind of thing you would play with your mates down the pub or, I don't know, you in college on a free period. You know, whatever. It's yeah. that kind of just quick, got a deck of cards, let's do it.
0: Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed it. <laughs> I did too. We played this one like, because it's you have three lives. If you're the one to push it over 99, then you, you lose a life, right? Like, and then you just shuffle up the deck restart. I think the hard part would be the maths part, you know, like, yes. Nice on BGA. Really nice because it just instantly adds it up. And so, you know, um, and different cards have different things. And so So like like some of them reverse the order, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah nine oh just skips or
1: skips doesn't. uh king takes it all the way right up to 99 doesn't it yeah. like proper yeah yeah
0: and 10 is minus 10 yeah. so it's like they have little abilities like that it it's fun it's super super quick it says six minutes on yeah two to eight players six minutes complexity two out of five that seems silly to me that the complexity is even two but whatever uh <laughs>
1: It's yeah, that super seems uh,
0: simple. I wonder who sets these complexity levels.
1: But, like, go to it. So, we played a good. Few rounds of it, didn't we? Yes. And then even after we did the the biscuit game, not that one, uh, on organized fun, we were saying how that was just a convoluted, sort of bogged down version of ninety nine. So after we'd done that episode, we'd logged on to BGA and just played a few more rounds of ninety nine because <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And Mark was there, and he was like, "Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. Like this, yeah, is yeah, a, yeah. this is a better version of the biscuit game, not yeah. that one, yeah." yeah by the way, I don't think I said that on here. I was on organized fun uh a couple weeks ago, so you can go look at that for it the the biscuit game in not in that one not that one not that one so, <laughs> which was a very rude episode <laughs> and I mean that in the British term <laughs> so yeah there's ninety nine uh I mean, do you have a deck of cards? I do have a deck of cards. Yes. So you don't need to buy this because it's just no. played with a deck of cards. So we both own it, and we both would play it again. Absolutely. In fact, after we're done recording this, who knows, we might end up just playing that real quick if we have a minute. <laughs> and that, that's sometimes that's
1: literally all it takes, a minute, because if someone plays a king and then you're at 99 and it's just like... <laughs>
0: All right, let's see. Next is... Oh, okay. <laughs> a Feast for Odin. Designed by Uwe Rosenberg. Art by Dennis Lausen. Uh, published by Fjord, Fjord, Fjordland Spiel. Uh, 2016. One to four players. 60 minutes. Complexity five out of five. A Feast for Odin is a game design... Oh, it just says who it's designed by and published by. Okay, not a great description, but whatever. In this game, you are... Doing so much stuff. It's like a Place. Right? You have like a team of little Vikings,
1: and you have this huge board of all the things these Vikings can do, like go hunting for animals, build some ships, smash some rocks, <laughs> I don't know, Viking, drink some mead, pillage yes. some villages. There was just a lot... To do, and yeah. all of it results in getting resources. And then at the end of each round, you have to put some food on a table.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's like a polyomino type area. Or you, you get polyominoes, and it's like you can put that at your table so that you can feed the
1: your Pink workers. Pool. Yeah,
0: uh, and then there's an also just like kind of a scoring area where you could get various rewards. Um, that, okay, right. I want to like the idea.
1: However, I have two major (laughs) things that, again, for me, did not work because of the way (laughs) that my brain is. So this huge board of all these things that you can do with your, your little meeples, there's so many options. Like decision paralysis, I was just forced to start at the top and go. So I ended up with just endless amounts of, I don't know, whale meat or whatever it was, because that was yeah. closer to the top. And that was fine, but it wasn't really doing me any favours. But I just couldn't, what do you decide to do? There was too much to focus on. So I found that element difficult. And the rules of the places. So you have this grid, and on the grid are various, like, um, i don't know pictures Resources. of things and each time you get a resource from hunting or building or whatever you can place it on your grid but some of them are blue and some of them are green and there were some stupid rules about greens can touch greens but they can't touch blues and they have to be this and that and that and you can only cover it if the whole row leaf it is blue. that's just too complicated it should just be you've made this barrel or this dress or you've killed this leopard or whatever, there weren't any leopards we're in Scandinavia, <laughs> there's no leopards in Scandinavia um, and then they should have all just been a variety of weird polyomino shapes more like the Isle of Cats, you know, weird Tetrisy type things and you just have to fit them on your grid to try and cover as many of those treasures as possible the, the blue and the green and the rules and the rule, it just didn't do it for me and it over if it was just stripped down a bit, I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more. But as it, it was like an hour of me
0: just being clueless, I'm just like, well, I'm, uh. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I was gonna say. Like, I know people love this game; like, it's a favorite of theirs. The if you've ever been in a store and you see it, it's got a, it's a big box. You lift it up. This thing is super heavy, so it's just jam packed full of stuff. Uh, there's there's like a lot going on in this game and so I think trying to learn it especially for us two where like we weren't necessarily using the rule book and going through it I think that's one of the benefits this game is a prime example of like why a physical copy of a game Mm. would be better because you're actually having to set up like read through the rule book during setup and figure out what things actually mean and yeah I do think
1: on BGA, because it all starts ready set up, you do lose a lot of that learning by skipping out that step. Because, you know, yeah, you're right, when you follow the setup instructions in a physical rule book, it's step by step. So you get to know each piece and each type of token or whatever as you're getting it out of the box and sort of familiarise yourself with what it does. Although I do have a gripe about the rule book. I didn't find the order of it very helpful.
0: Yeah, yeah, because we were both like perusing the rule book throughout, like we yeah. pulled up the rule book on BGG and and we would reference things and it, it was confusing sometimes because it would like talk about the order in which you would do things but then the third thing that you do during your turn or whatever would be on page 19 and yeah. the s- second thing would be on page 5 and the whatever you know like the first thing would be page 21 it was just yeah, it, wasn't it was really confusing um, but yeah, like I would love to play this again with with somebody either in oh, person what? or Rude. Rude. with you're gonna say with who someone who knows what it. they're doing. Jeez, yes, <laughs> who could teach me?
1: <laughs> so, I yeah, I don't think I don't think I'd be fussed about playing this again. Okay, fair enough. Well, sorry, Odin, but you shall starve if it was up to me <laughs> no feast for odin at all
0: <laughs> yeah i wouldn't buy this at this point but i would love to play it again with somebody who could teach me actually what to do. so
1: at this point so if you played it again with someone real and then liked it would, would it be possible like are you saying that you might be converted into wanting to buy it
0: yeah, oh, absolutely. And I hear, like, I'm pretty sure there's a single player mode. Yeah, it's one to four players, so Fair you enough. could play this solo, um, which I've heard some people quite like. I have a hard time with some Euros, like, trying to t- to play solo. Uh, I know a lot of games have solo modes, like Wingspan. Like, I never can bring myself to play Wingspan solo, but I love playing that game. Mm-hmm. We're a long ways from getting wingspan on BGA. That's W. <laughs> We're still an A. Yeah, so
1: just in case you
0: weren't sure of the alphabet,
1: dear listener.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So feast for Odin. I would play it again, but not buy it. You but I could be convinced to buy it, maybe. And you are no on both. Yeah. But don't
1: get me like, I didn't hate it. I just think it was too heavy for me.
0: Yeah. All right. Okay, so that was our first session of playing. Those games were the first set of stuff we did. So then, a, like a last week, was it? Two yes. weeks ago? Something like... No, it was last week.
1: Sometime yeah. in the past.
0: near Nearer present, um, we played more games. So now we are onto those. A Fistful of Gold by Mayel Valmy. Art by Not Available. Published by Argix Games. 2015, two players, four minutes, one to five, and then the players are cowboys who confront each other in a duel, playing their revolver card simultaneously. Pure minimalist, double guessing in the heart of the far west. Each player takes nine cards of one color. Uh, it says he, but I'm going to change this to they. And that's one right during the rule book. It was like, oh, only boys can play this because it's he. All the pronouns are he in the rule book. Uh, <laughs> At so, what point here's a here's a question. At what yeah.
1: point what year was this, sorry? What year did it say? 2015. Mm, like, how far back in time would you overlook
0: single gendered pronouns in a rule book? I think in the aughts. I think if you're in the past the tens, you're you should have be using they them. Yeah. Maybe like, early, it, early tens.
1: I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's weird, isn't it? 2015 is definitely too late to have single gender pronouns.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, it's it's not hard. It's been around for forever type thing. You know, they, them, they. It's a gender neutral. Women, men, robots. They all play games. (laughs) People, yes. (laughs) All right, so they then discard two cards of their choice face down the game is played in a series of rounds each composed of several turns duels at each turn the player secretly chooses one of their cards and places it in front of them next to the other cards that have been already played uh if, if the difference between the two cards is less or equal to three the highest card wins as much gold as the difference between the cards. If the difference between the two cards is more than three, then the lowest card wins, and the difference between gold is the amount one. If both gold or if both cards are equal, there's no winner. Two gold is placed on the card or between the cards. Um, but then there was also tricky parts where it didn't mention that, like you couldn't play the next card. So if I played a two-one duel, my next duel I couldn't play a three. had to play a four or a one or higher any anything but the next number right yeah and right in my head right so everyone starts with the cards one to
1: eight one to nine what did it say
0: one to eight and then there was the
1: nine then there was dynamite. dynamite so you know what cards your opponent has and the idea i suppose is that you look at what they've played so if riley played a three i know that he can't play a four next turn so i should play the card that i know doesn't get defeated by a four or something i don't know can't work it out i just yeah. think when we were thinking like, oh cowboys cowboys dueling but it was just numbers it was just a numbers game did you randomly play the card that beats the card that i randomly played yes or no i wasn't oh.
0: I had strategy because I would look at what you played. Or, like, because each of the cards had abilities. So, I think number six or something made it so that if you played six earlier than your opponent, then you won in the event of a tie. Like, you gained the gold in events of ties. So, I always played that the first round. Uh, Nah. We never had (laughs) I think we only had one tie the entire three rounds. Uh, but then you know, like I would look at what your cards were, and then think like, okay, well, it look at this point he could play a one, so maybe I'll go like the totally opposite direction, which is still guessing. But it's like as it goes on more and more, I'm doing more educated guesses because it's you've you've played almost all your cards. You know, there you have three cards in your hand, and it's like, okay, well, I know it can't be four. Or if you played like two, three, four, five, then it's like, oh yeah, one is pretty safe there. And uh, worst case is a tie. I don't know. There's like, there's some in there. there. There is. I just, I wasn't doing any
1: of it. I don't know whether I was put off by as soon as we loaded it. And I was like, hang on, this isn't cowboys at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I just sort of switched off a bit. So no, I was literally just choosing random cards Round one, you slaughtered me. Round two, I somehow slaughtered you, and then round three, you slaughtered me again and won the game. The end. Yeah. And in that fact, was- after we finished,
0: like our comments were, "Wow, that was a game." <laughs> you know, like that's I the only. That the- yeah, yeah, you're right. I didn't hate it, honestly. I would play it again. I definitely wouldn't buy it but- again. I don't think I'd play it again. I, no, really? I'd, I'd skip it. All right, yeah. Like I mean, it was a quick game and not complex, so I don't know. I bet Kimmy would like this. Like it plays in less than five minutes. Yeah, but totally fair. Yeah. Again,
1: there was just more.
0: Sorry, I know you're ready to move on, but no,
1: you're good. There was just more of that. Why? You know, okay, you can't play the next card in sequence. Fair enough, but each card was like, okay, a two. This beats five, six, and eight, but it loses against seven. seven, seven, Why? Why?
0: (laughs) Thematically, why? Oh, yeah. Thematically. Thematically, uh, why? Yeah, I guess that's true, because it's like quick draw, but it's not. There's no real tie there. Like, No. Yeah. All right. I'm with you. Thematically, the theme and the mechanics, the mechanisms, whatever you want to call it, they weren't married. They were They, were they
1: weren't. They weren't even civil partnership.
0: <laughs> they yeah, were yeah.
1: civil union. They were like estranged. Um, I don't know, spinster sisters that haven't spoken to each other for <laughs> twenty-four years. Exactly. <laughs> and then the first
0: time they do meet, they're firing pistols at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect analogy. And on I that, know. we'll move on to abalone abalone designed by Ma- uh, Mc- mitchell michael lala Mikha- mikhail i don't it's m-i-c-h-l michael? oh michelle michelle is that how you would say that for french yeah i think so oh okay cool and then laurent levi and then art by the same people published by asmode Asmodee. Uh, people say that differently i guess year 1987 oh i didn't realize it was that old but it kind of makes sense Hmm. this is a two-player game 18 minutes complexity one out of five and abalone players compete to be the first to push six of their opponents marbles off the board the rules are easy and can be learned by almost anyone within a minute or two you can push one or one two or three marbles at a time your marbles can move one space in a straight line or laterally and the last rule: you need two marbles to push one opponent's marble, or three marbles to push one or two. And that's and this is it. <laughs>
1: Imagine how rubbish you'd feel if you were in that, you were outside that almost everyone bracket. If you're sitting there thinking, <laughs> "Oh, it took me twenty five minutes to learn the rules." Oh. <laughs> Too it's rough. Not, it's not for you. <laughs> Maybe um, games just aren't for you. <laughs> I enjoyed this. I, it was a nice strategy sort of war of marbles, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Oh, I yeah, I loved this. This seems like the type of game that you would find. You know, like how there's chess sets set up in, like, some coffee shops. or Yes. Yeah, yeah, This seems like it would be set up there because it's just this hexagon with little slots on it for your marbles to, you know, grooves for the marbles to sit. And then you just take one to three and then move them together and try and push your opponents off. It was very strategic. marble sumo wrestling. If you've got a bigger
1: wedge, you can shunt your opponent closer off the board. You know, it's, yeah. But because it's hexagonal, so the axis of movement, Three different ways? I'm trying to remember. Hexagon. Yeah. So, you know, you could go diagonal, diagonal or straight across. Yeah. So you might have a row like or a column of marbles that once they've shunted off a of few, you, then you've suddenly got a horizontal line that's formed. And, you know, it is, you're playing on three dimensions, like you always are in the real world, because that's how many yeah. dimensions we live in. Weird. <laughs> but this
0: is BGA, so how'd they do that witchcraft? Whoa! <laughs> yeah, it it's so fascinating. And there were times where I got kind of frustrated, because I was like, this is like a stalemate. Like You and I could just move back and forth between this thing. Um, but then, all of a sudden, one of us would register, like, oh, wait, I could do something like this. Yeah. And... And there was one po- uh, one point near the end where like, we were one point away from each other every the whole game. And I was like, oh, I'm going to sacrifice this one because then it'll yeah. push that person in. And then I'll be able to push that. But what I didn't realize is then when I push that, you can push that one. And I was like, oh, yeah. no. And so we ended and up being just like tied. Four so to- many times. Tied, four to five, yeah.
1: So many times I was thinking, right, if I just advance my little column towards yours and get you towards the edge but then another one of yours is coming from the side and like split that column in half and just like i know i really enjoyed
0: it yeah i loved this one um as to whether i would buy it i don't know i guess it would depend on how much it costs if it was like 10 15 dollars i'd probably snag that i think i'm with you like I don't think I'd add it to my
1: list, but if yeah. I saw it, just, yeah, like for a tenner or something, just like, oh, yeah, you know, like I'd pick that up as a sort of no consequence, random impulse buy sort of thing.
0: Yeah, because it's something you could set up super quick, you know, like, and just have two people playing it. Like if you had a yeah. three three or four people at a game night, you could have two people playing that while you're setting up the bigger game or whatever. Uh- Oh my
1: god! Imagine six-way Royal Rumble abalone with like six oh different gosh. colors of Marvel, all just advancing <laughs> on each other. That'd be carnage. That would be. You'd need a bigger board, right? Like you would. Yeah. But you I'm I'm here for it. I'm totally here for it.
0: Going to oh, Google now whether man. that
1: exists.
0: Yeah. Now we. Oh, and if not, then right. That's that's the next game to design. Yeah. Abalone free for all battle royale. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, oh yeah, but we would we both would definitely play this again. We would yeah. say that, but come on, that's obvious. Yeah, I think this was one of of that game, actually of the whole gaming experience. These next three, uh, yeah, like this this is one of the ones one of the favorites so far. Uh, yeah, apart from Fistful
1: of Gold, the second gaming experience I think had more solid wins than. Yes.
0: Uh, All right. Yeah. So. Uh, while you're looking that up, I'll just go on to the next one. Or did you find something? Um, Your face no. made, a, you made a face. I thought I'd found something called
1: Quadrillion, which looks to be similar. But then the reason why I was making that face is because it says, Warning for domestic use only. <laughs> what? what? uh, Where else would you use a board game?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is interesting. (laughs) Anyway, sorry.
1: Please continue.
0: Okay, so Abandon All Artichokes. That was next. Designed by Emma Larkins. Art by Bonnie Pang. Published by Game Right. Year 2020. Two to four players. Three minutes. Complexity two out of five. This game full of charming vegetables is all about getting rid of your artichokes. The rules are simple. Get a vegetable, play vegetables from your hand, then discard your hand and redraw. If during your redraw, you draw no artichokes, you have won. There we go. That's the game.
1: It's so cute. These pictures of these little anthropomorphized vegetables. I, I Yeah, I just really liked it. It's like a reverse deck builder, isn't it? You start with all the duffers and you have to flood your deck with decent cards to get rid of the duffers. Whereas, you know, in traditional deck building, you get the duff cards as a consequence that dilute your deck later on. It's the opposite of that.
0: This is so... Like, when I played it, I, I don't know if you listened. Did you listen to Nerding Out, that podcast, my first podcast? I listened to a few of them okay it either way that you know was the start of the uh ridiculous theme and early on we talked about potty training for bummies and so the concept (laughs) was like that you were trying to potty train a child yeah so it would be it was a deck deconstructor and this is like exactly what it would be is like yeah you would have poopy diapers oopsie poopsies is what we were calling them like, i was designing the game and now that i've played this i'm like that it like this is i could just reskin this and that is exactly what i thought of for for yeah. oopsie poopsies for potty training for bummies and i love it so much yeah it's an it's a deck deconstructor um it's way cute all the different vegetables have different abilities and some of them seem like whoa, that's so powerful, but then when I'm done using it, I have to put it on the next person's pile? Like, oh, man, they get it? That was the onion, wasn't it? The onion was, like, really good, but then you have to give
1: it to your opponent.
0: Yeah, and there was one that, I think the carrot is, like, if you have exactly two artichokes, then you can compost them. Uh, Yeah, I just, I really do love the game. I think it's such a cute, fun, quick game.
1: Yep, same. Wood... Definitely play again. Have added it to my list uh, to buy in the nice. future. The I only have one concern, and that is of the potential negative effect it might have on artichokes. Like, what if they suddenly plummet in popularity? People stop buying them. The artichoke oh. business just goes under. Some poor little farmer probably relies on the artichoke business, and this game could seriously be damaging them.
0: Oh, that is rough. Yeah, I know. That's that's a fair. Uh, do you like artichokes?
1: Um, I can't think of a time where I've ever knowingly eaten one.
0: Oh, I love artichokes. You get some melted butter, uh, boil an artichoke or bake an artichoke, and just dip it in the butter and eat it. It's so good. Nice. When you come to America, maybe we'll do that. Yeah. So this one, I definitely. Can you like smoke it. an artichoke in your smoker? Ooh, I guarantee you could. That's uh,
1: an amazing idea. And then you could call it Arti Smoke.
0: No. <laughs> ah, oh, oh, <laughs> you son of a gun! That was a great. I know. <laughs> so,
1: this is why. This is why you have me on. Just yeah. Because of- <laughs> for the
0: puns. <laughs> um. Oh, I didn't say if I would buy it. I think I would buy it, but. And I'm pretty sure it's cheap. So, yeah, I would buy this. I think Kimmy would love this. It would be good at game nights. It's a quick one. Yeah. Like, as the nights wound down, you could just bust this out while you talk. Um. Okay. The last game we played. Abyss. Abyss. And this one is Bruno Cathala, Charles Chevalier. Uh, art by Xavier Colette. Published by Bombix? Bombix? I don't know. Year 2014. Uh, two to four players, 19 minutes, three out of five complexity, control factions, influence the court, and reign over underwater realms. I'm glad that I had that description there. It's very, it's just one sentence. Uh, but I was having a hard time describing exactly what we were doing because there is like, <laughs> you go and you explore, and that's like the first real action you can do. And, and, when you explore, the opponents can choose to buy the first card you explore. And then after that, you can explore up to five times. And if you don't take one before the fifth time, you have to take the fifth card. And and then all the others go into the council. And then later, you could take all of the cards from one council color because there's five different colors. And then there's the lords. And is but that what they were called? All the people are fish. Yeah, but it's all under, it's all (laughs) under sea, under the sea. And, uh, and so, like, I thought it was really clever. Uh, I thought it was fun. There were things that I was having a hard time understanding, but then once we understood it, I started to, like, really, really enjoy this game. Same.
1: When I, when we first loaded it up and I saw it laid out, I was like, um, what? Like, what? But the more we got into it and, like, the, the. The boar, it looks beautiful. And you can. I was just sucked into this world of fish politics. Like, it's really weird. <laughs> and all the characters, you know, you're right. So there's five factions, isn't there? There's the jellyfish people, the starfish people. No, was there starfish? No, got it wrong already. Jellyfish, squids, seahorses, crabs,
0: and. Shellfish,
1: shellfish. Oh like yeah, like, like the snail people, snails,
0: snails. Maybe sea oh. snail.
1: I don't know. Anyway, yeah. But they each on the artwork and the card, they each just had their own characteristics. Like really, really quickly, I was just believing that this was like a fictional realm, and it was so believable. It was like, well, yeah, of course the jellyfish people would hate the crab people. Like, why wouldn't they? <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was i think it's so cool so immersive like even just looking at the box art, oh, i've always been sub immersive oh <laughs> dang it yeah like even looking at the box art it's just this fishy creature's face tough looking dude uh and it's it's kind of freaky looking but like i' I'm instantly drawn to, like, okay, what's this game? Yeah. And then, yeah, as soon as we saw it, even though it looked like, what the heck is going on? It also looked really beautiful. I was, thinking. yeah. Like, and actually, man. a few rounds in, it does boil
1: down to quite, I mean, you are collecting the, like, different currencies and recruiting these lords with the aim of controlling different territories under the sea, like these towers and this courtroom and this whatever. And it looked a lot more complicated than it actually was. And it was just really good fun. Like, I I was getting proper into it.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was too. I loved this one to be... I think, out of all the games we played, this might have been my favorite. And... Again, going
1: back to the fish faction, you know, the crabs were all the fighty ones. And, of course, you can imagine them. The jellyfish were, like, the psychic, magic-y type ones because they are very yeah. ethereal and floaty, aren't they? And, you know, I don't know, the seahorses, they were just a bit up themselves, a bit like under-the-water unicorn posh people, weren't they? they just <laughs> – and I just – oh, yeah. Which faction would you belong to? If you were in that world, Riley – we would, what
0: team would you be on? Ooh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, part of me just wants to say the... What were... Like, I thought the red were the coolest looking to me. They just looked like... They were, the, they were the crabs. They were like, yeah, the red, the military type. Because yeah. the lords, like... So the lords had colors too. So, like, I needed a certain amount of red and maybe a mixture of other things to recruit mm. red one, to recruit one of the, like, crab lords. And they all looked very thematic, too. I thought well, the we, purple were also really cool looking. Yeah, but they, their
1: roles were really thematic. Because, like, you're right, the, yeah. the crabs, you know, so the lords was, like, the soldier and the jailer. And, you know, they were all very violent, militant type characters. And then some of the others were, like, ambassadors and preachers. And, you know, it was all very just...
0: ah. Oh. Yeah, I want to like be... the Purples were mystical. They like yeah. let you do some kind of different things, and I always wa- I wanted to get more of the purples, but I just I wasn't getting the right draws for it. You're just not part of the jellyfish elite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then there was something really cool. So there was the keys on some of the cards, and then when you would explore, you might get like a an enemy out there, and you could mm. combat it, uh, fight it. And it was just an automatic win thing. It would just be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do that. But if you don't fight it, then the tier, reward tier for fighting goes up and up until somebody finally takes it. And so the rewards keep getting better, but like, is your opponent going to take the reward or will you? And so, yeah,
1: I really liked there. There was a real sort of what happened on your turn was more to the benefit of your opponent than you. So you had to... Like, when I explored, you got first dibs on whether you wanted to buy that card or not. Yeah. And so it was a real strategic element in that way. It was almost like your turn wasn't your own. Like, my turn was where you got to benefit and your turn was where I got to benefit. And that's just a really sort of unusual angle. There's not very many games I can think of or any, in fact off the top of my head, that work that way. It, yeah. was just, it was just good. I want to be an under-the-sea fish person.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to be at this council. Yeah. I don't even care if I'm just in the little, you know, the stands. I'll watch this. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, oh, the lords have different abilities. So, like, some of them were passive and some were just, like, an instant thing. So once I recruited that lord, I would get that benefit. But then the passive ones, a lot of times... They would have keys on their card. And then once you collected three lords with keys or a key through fighting the monsters, then you would get to choose a location. And so you could take the shown location or choose to draw certain random ones. But then whatever random one you don't choose that's now face up so your opponent now knows what is available to choose and they have yeah. they'll probably get first dibs on all of those choices before you do because you just spent your three keys but then you lose that passive ability because you have to put three lords into in a that location area. when you yeah yeah and so like we didn't realize that at first and so all of a sudden it was like we were gaining a pearl every turn for something or other because when lord gave us a pearl at the start of our turn and then we put that away and it's like oh where what happened to that oh oh they're in the location like they're safeguarding that location now or and the the purchasing
1: or unlocking the lords recruiting the lords however you want to phrase it was a lot more complicated than just you know it had a cost on the bottom of it like eight but it wasn't just oh i've got eight Resource points worth, so I'll swap it in because they were like, right, this is a green lord, so you have to have at least one green resource, but then it would show any number of other colors that you had to have as well. So you had to have the right amount, but also the right combination of different colors to make up that amount. And so when you're exploring, because you could either take the card or you could keep drawing another card, and it's like that gamble, isn't it? Well, I need a blue uh, squid card or whatever do i risk taking another one or do i just have this because all the ones i take riley gets first dibs on my it was just good just good check it out everyone now
0: yeah this game was great and it really didn't take that long to play learn like i we pulled up the bgg rule book or at least i did and so i would like kind of scroll through there during your turn sometimes and read something and learn something new and it'd be like oh this is cool like i would i should probably just read through that whole rule, whole rule book uh, to understand everything. But, I, like, really, we were understanding everything pretty quick. So I would buy this. Actually, how much is this? We don't – you can – yeah. I would buy this. I would play this again. Totally
1: same. Double, double win for me. I've added it to my list. I would play this again.
0: I just loved it. Yeah. We, uh, okay. Well, okay. So 60 bucks – that's it's right. kind of pricey, but at the same time, I mean, on Amazon it's 45 but, you know, if you go to a store, oh, there's, looks like there might even be, like, expansions for this. <gasps> the Kraken expansion. The Leviathan expansion. Conspiracy. Oh, wait, no. Conspiracy looks like maybe it's a different game by the same people. Anyway. Um, Yeah, Tanya it looks Skype. like some cool stuff. So, yeah, I think it would be worth it, honestly. It yeah, awesome. and I I think that
1: and abandon all artichokes were my highlight of the whole eleven that we played. I think those two were those two were my highlights.
0: That's what I was going to ask: is what were the what was the favorite? So this and abandon all artichokes. Yeah, but if
1: I had to pick just one,
0: it would be abyss. Okay, cool. Yeah, i I think abyss would be mine too. That's been the favorite of all of them. and i think a lot of them were a lot of fun but abyss to me just like blew me away thematically yeah play wise it was like the full cool... package
1: yeah yeah gr- grabbed me
0: yeah and abandon Art, all jokes is probably my second favorite and then abalone <laughs> <laughs> yeah um So the games we didn't play, by the way, are Seven Wonders, because that's three plus. And then there's another 99, but it says Trick-Taking Game, and that's a three-player plus as well. So there were two games we haven't played, but 13 Clues Through Abyss. Our next one on the docket is Agricola, which I know is a lot of people's favorites. But I also think that's a little bit of a bigger one. So I might try and learn like maybe watch a how to play before we even do that so that cheater, cheater. I know I know <laughs> but people like swear by this game that it's like one of the greats you know Uh who recently was it for was talking about Agricola wasn't he on your website oh he might have yeah he might have too but I think board game hot takes has talked about it recently too mm. um yeah I just, I know that people love this. I, game. So I want to give it a fair shot.
1: I can't wait for it to be too big and complicated for my little brain. Yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> and it is by Uwe Rosenberg. So same. as Oh. Your it oh, might be a good miss it. for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So there we go. Uh, uh, yeah. That, was, that filled out a lot of time. That's over an hour. Of, yeah. of chatting about games. Do you have a ridiculous theme? Um, I don't have one prepared, but the whole point is that it's
1: ridiculous. So I'm just going to look around the room for inspiration. Okay, my ridiculous theme is called electricity meter. Um, you, you've you got your electricity meter, and there may be various activities um That you, I don't know, you draw cards, you know, I don't know, like watching a movie for two hours on your television, and it will add numbers to your electricity meter. And at the end of each round, you have to pay your electricity bill. And the idea is to save as much money on your electricity bill as possible, probably. And then there There could be an expansion. With it, she's your gas bill as well.
0: <laughs> Eventually water and sewage. and <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it could be like the whole Bills um, universe. You'd be Like, oh my God, have you got the latest Bills game? And you'd be like, oh no, God. what is it? And they'd be like, it's rent. Ooh. It's home insurance expansion. Wow. <gasps> <Whoa."
0: laughs> yeah, what if they yeah. were all standalone expansions? So it's like, you could start on any one of them
1: yes get them in any order but you could yeah. combine them to make the ultimate adult life simulator
0: <laughs> oh, it could even be like you know one of them is a dice game one's a card part one has like they each add different elements one's a deck building yeah part, you know, like. one's
1: like a tile drafting sort of yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. and so you just that have would be that, good like, that whole built universe of all these different mechanics, but they flow together into one big game if you collect them all.
1: Do, that's a good do one. Do it, yeah. Uh,
0: I was thinking of... because No, that
1: we, yours also has to be based on something you can see now in your room.
0: Well, I can see Abyss. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's on my screen. But I was thinking of volcanoes because that's like the opposite of Abyss, right? Like you're like under... Water, cold, uh, and then you'd have a volcano instead. So it would be like, hmm, you would have a volcano. You'd be the volcano. And you you (laughs) You are a volcano. Explode and where you want your lava to flow to. And there's like people on the island. So you might like slowly get rid of certain civilizations. Oh. uh, that they're like progressing And so maybe they'd be able to like survive it or rebuild faster depending on how you choose to flow. I don't know, man. That's a, it's a ridiculous theme. That's true. Yeah. I I got nothing to, yours is way better. All right. Yours was great. (laughs) I was just stuck in the like, oh, abyss is cool. What other thematic like thing could be the opposite? Blue, red, lava. There we go. But you could
1: have, I mean, like abyss. The underwater world of abyss is just one fact. There could be the land dwellers and the sky dwellers and the.
0: Oh yeah, that's true.
1: um, What other elements are there? Yeah, that's about it.
0: That's it. Those are space. Yeah, then you just space dwellers (laughs) council. Yeah, yeah. All right, there we go. That's great. Good, good, good. There's all eleven games. Um, Yeah, that's that's the episode so why don't you oh why don't you plug your stuff that's what we do yeah or, or do we i mean we don't always <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we well, it's
1: <laughs> uh yeah i'm phil from the organized fun podcast you can check us out wherever you get your podcasts but it's organized with an s because as you can tell i am british um we play games and we talk about games but we also have a range of sort of mini-sodes where we talk about gaming topics and we've got some actual play stuff of kids on brooms currently playing our way through that as an rpg um session sequence campaign is the word so yeah just for all things board gamey check out organized fun
0: yeah and lately they've been doing really kind of odd games i think you know like It's been, Mark's been choosing a bunch of games and they are, like, I've never heard of this game.
1: They are (laughs) awesome. Oh, and one game every year is completely fictitious and not real at all. So you have to listen out for which one we are completely just lying about. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, And I know one of them is, at least one of them is real because I have played it. Uh, (laughs) Or has he? Who knows? (laughs) That would be so elaborate to build a game in in the, you know, online platform and, and yeah, you monster. <laughs> <laughs> um well great. And then Phil and I are also on Friend and Foe Adventure Co. Uh an immaturely mature Borderlands style RPG uh actual play where I BM it and he's one of the players. He's the the charming uh Tarquin Britstone two point oh well like two point 2. 2 three so. at the minute two point three, 2. 3. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I—I I don't know. This hasn't come out yet, but I died. Hang on, the Siren Queen killed me. Before that, I got dropped in the cauldron, and then I get killed on the train. Spoilers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess you are on two point three now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Funny. Uh, so there's that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Nerd. Interact with me there. That's really all I've got uh review the show if you like it uh share it with your friends and until next time and if you don't like oh. it
1: share it with your enemies yes <laughs> oh you've changed your thing laugh. hang on you've changed it used to be do you ever wonder how i make a podcast while well, i'm here to let you in on it but now <laughs> it's changed it's something different it's hang on um have you ever wanted to make a podcast but have been too intimidated
0: but also it's something like that isn't it? I don't even know it, because I haven't Do you not listened know? to it yet. Oh. No, I haven't listened to any of my new episodes that have come out during that time, because I've been trying to catch up on other podcasts. Wait, but it's your voice. You must know what it says. You spoke it. I said it, but I don't know what it says. Just saying, <laughs> uh, i just saying I just say things. Um,
1: you know, in Pirates of the Caribbean 3, where Chow Yun-Fat learned all his lines phonetically and had no idea. He was speaking English, but he doesn't speak English, so he had no idea what he was saying. He just um, learned the
0: sounds. I'm exactly that character. Yep, I've definitely seen Pirates three. I saw it being filmed. Did you? I did. Yeah, when I went to Hawaii, we saw like the Black Pearl or whatever the (gasps) boat is off in the distance. No. Yeah. Did you actually? Did you take pictures? That's so cool. Oh my god! Tell me now. I have a picture somewhere, but it's like (gasps) tiny. It was like way off in the distance. I don't care. That's
1: still amazingly cool.
0: Yeah, I'm sure I have it somewhere. But anyway, I haven't seen the actual movie, though. Oh, so. let down. I saw one, too. That was it. Anyways, that's it. All right. Until next time, keep nerding out. Bye.
1: <laughs>